And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. With me, I have Charlie with me. Say hello to everybody, Charlie. Hello. And I also have Vernon with me. Say hello to everybody. What's up, everyone? And I have LaDaisia with me. Say hello to everybody. Hey. And tonight, we're actually reviewing Season 1, Episode 4 of Hawkeye. And this, this episode is actually called Partners, Am I Right? And all I got to say is there's a whole lot of wrong with this episode. But, okay, so here's the thing. What did you guys think about episode three? Because you guys weren't here. I want to get your all's opinions first on that, and then we'll get into episode four. It doesn't matter who goes first. It's up to you guys. Well, I mean, I think like I was saying, episode three blended in with episode four to the point where I was I couldn't even figure out where one started and what where one ended. Um I did like the backstory of I think it was Maya. That was interesting. I'm like they should make a movie about that. Why don't they make a whole TV series about you know I she's they are oh okay because, yeah let me look that up. Yeah, because I'm like, okay, she's deaf and she has all these mad skills and, you know, her dad died. I'm like, oh, okay, this is interesting. And then it got back in the present and it just dragged. I mean, we're having a fight at a fun house, toy factory, warehouse. I don't know. I It just seemed kind of stupid and... Then when he lost his hearing aid, I'm like, can we say cut on this? Because the man don't lost his hearing aid, and now he yeah, got. Thought... Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, uh, all right, you know. So then they find their way out of that, and they ended up getting in the car and being chased. And she got all these arrows, and you know, and the larping people are back, and I was. I don't know. Honestly, I went back to my phone. I'm like, Lord, the LARPing people are back. Okay. <laughs> what about you, Vernon? I agree with Deja. I mean, it was so bad that I had to remember it through, you know, somebody else telling it. Like, I had to like, oh, yeah, they were on the bridge. You know, like, <laughs> you know, so there are so many, like, film errors. You can tell they shot this super early morning. So I was like, there's no way traffic is this light in New York City. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, it's a lot of bad. The CGI is just, it's not believable. The trick arrows, you're on a bridge. It, it, it was so, it was so cheesy that you wanted it to end. The only uh, silver lining <laughs> was literally the backstory. And now you're like, oh, okay, cool. And then you kind of get the uh, you know, this this new, you're not sure if, you know, she's a villain, she's an anti-hero, she's a hero, but there's an interest that starts sparking. You're like, okay, so this is where we're going. But then when you shift into episode four, it's like you take away all that momentum and we're back to square one. It it, it was, it was, um, it was the Chicago Bears season. It's just not going to make the playoffs. It's a terrible display of artistic value. And honestly, honestly, you know, I just can't wait uh, for this series to end and a real hero can actually come about. Uh, you okay. didn't like the Play-Doh arrows? Not not uh, Hank Pym's arrow. The giant, like, that was a callback to Ant-Man. That was the uh, the, the, the one on the bridge. Like, I thought the, 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 and then everything that was shown in the third episode 
it was actually from the comics. So the 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 track suit people, they're uh-huh. villains of uh, um, Kate Bishop and Hawkeye in the comics. So they're real. Oh. They're not fake villains. They're actual real villains in the comics. And that whole chase sequence is actually from the comics. I enjoyed it for what it was. Again, I mean, the series is like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what it's, to get out of it. To be honest, like, well, um, it feels like an adult version of Home Alone. It's like his family has left him somewhere. Right. It's like his family left him in New York and him and this girl are just running around with hijinks. <laughs> well, let me get into this real quick. So I'm just, this is what I've been doing with some of the shows and stuff like that. I've been giving a little bit of synopsis of the episode and going from there. But uh, basically uh, Clint this is actually where the where it leaves off at, where Clint and Maya, not Maya, but Kate, Kate. are face to face with their parents, with Jack, and and also uh, Kate's mother. And Illinois. basically, this is where I feel like it's forced. This episode, and I liked everything with episode three because of the because of Maya. Also, liked the stuff in the KB uh, toy store thing and stuff like that. I thought that was interesting. Him losing his hearing aid showed me the vulnerability of Clint and also to how it's related over to Maya. So therefore that's why I cared so much about that scene because Clint relies on technology versus Maya who doesn't uh, go ahead and, you know, she doesn't rely on technology. She relies on facial structures also to body movements and stuff like that. So that's why I like that. Now with this, this is, like I said, it feels forced. Clint and his, uh, Clint is face to face with Kate's mother and father and basically, you have the mother who is who is Eleanor threatening Clint not to get her daughter involved in whatever he's getting himself involved with. But actually, her daughter is the one that got him involved in the first place. It wasn't Clint and everything. But also, too, you also have the fact that you have Kate who got into archery, who trained as a black belt and all that stuff because of Clint. And that was his whole entire MO was the fact of her MO was the fact that she was passionate about archery and things like that because of Clint. And then you have this one other thing that happens where as they're waiting for the elevator in their suite, that's when, of course, Eleanor winds up threatening Clint even more. (laughs) Uh, He was also too, this is how much of a ball bag she is because of the fact that she winds up saying this to him. She said, you know, uh, Natasha's dead because of you, basically. And it's your fault. Mm -hmm. And blaming, putting fault on Clint when she doesn't even know what actually happened. Mm -hmm. Natasha sacrificed her herself to save the world with the blimp. If it wasn't for Natasha sacrificing herself, her Kate wouldn't probably be around. I'm just using the example if she if the blimp took her or whatever. None of their friends and family would have been around Mm -hmm. and everything. And you're forcing blame onto Clint, which I think you shouldn't be doing in the first place, you know? And I'm like, you are such a witch, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, I I just, I just can't stand that. Eleanor did that. Yeah, I can't stand her. She's just full of it. And it's clear she's kind of jealous of a daughter. 
she got this dude who clearly is up to something and you supposed to own a security firm and you can't tell this dude is a hustler. I mean, he looks like it. He acts like it. He bring these crazy weapons in your house. And I mean, it's clear he's plotting to marry you for your money. And mm -hmm. it's like you worried about Clint with your daughter. You know, I was like, yeah, whatever. I mean, she she is full of crap. But that whole scene with Clint being there with Kate, it felt like a date, but he's a married guy. And when they go on where she visits him in the in the house for Christmas, I was like, y'all acting like y'all married or something. I so mean, it's so dated. I mean, it, it just felt off, you know. Right. And let me get let me just touch on this for one little thing and then we'll and I'll let Vernon get his thoughts and I'll also get your thoughts again and Charlie and so forth. But here's the thing. The another thing that uh he tells Vera Eleanor was this. Oh, I promised you that that's not going to happen. Wink. Basically because of the fact that we know they're going to be working together and everything and he's just saying that he's going to do it whenever he's not going to do it. And it puts them at a at the fact that Kate showing back at at the house at the safe house again, and everything. And is I, I look at it th uh, this way. I look at it as like a father uh, daughter kind of bonding type of thing. I don't look at it as the relationship kind of thing because Eleanor basically caught them sneaking into their house. So I don't really feel like there's a relationship there. I look at it as Clint looking at him as his daughter in that kind of aspect. But that's just me looking at it. But look, going ahead, but I'll let you guys go on ahead and talk about this even more. No, I think you're absolutely right. The relationship dynamics are hard to follow because when um, Kate gets introduced to Hawkeye, it's you know I looked up to you, mentor me, mentee, intern, you know type vibe. Uh, then it's like potential you know sidekick that it evolves into and then with episode four the writers flirted with the potential of a love interest you know because both are adults you see you know at home you know clint's banged up and it's it's like they wrote it to see did, did it have legs mm -hmm. right and then when they realized oh clint's married this might you know like there was a a moral repercussion all of a sudden they pulled back on it, but I felt like they forgot to delete that paragraph. And it was like, well, what do we do with this scene? And I was like, well, it's here now, you know? So instead of creating that for uh, Kate uh, or just, you know, because the reality is, and this is the confusing part with Hawkeye's character, does, you don't see Hawkeye as a good family guy. You see Hawkeye as you know, always gone, always, you know, fighting crime. And his closest friend uh, was Black Widow, right? And even though Black Widow, they create a love interest between Black Widow and Bruce Banner, you know, but there's like this weird friend vibe kind of with, you know, like it's just never to me flushed out. And I feel like they're setting it up again with Kate. So I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's hard to follow and it's easy to forget. And that's two problems you can't have when it comes to anything. You can't be hard to 
for me to figure out and then easy for me to say, oh, what's on next, right? So that's, to me, the biggest hurdle uh, for Hawkeye. I don't – I wasn't picking up on that, and I don't really care about that. Like, if it seemed like that, to be – I'm more – like, again, I hate – I don't like the actress that plays the mom. She's just, she, she just plays a bitch in everything she's, she does. Like, that's what it seems like. She's always that really – connect. And she's always up to something. And that phone call she did is like, hey, this is Eleanor. We need to talk. It's urgent. I think, and she's like, some either theory is she knows Wilson Fisk or she knows Val from uh, like the one that's like that's set up, like the one that told uh, Yelena, oh yeah, Hawkeye killed your brother. Because how does, how the heck does Eleanor know what happened? in the soul Island or the soul place. How does she know that black widow is dead because of Hawkeye? How does, again, how does she know that? Yeah. I'm like, she she's does. not that great a security. She doesn't. She's making assumptions. No, yeah. but, but I don't think so. I think she knew she, I think she knew straight up because the, why she called the person? Cause I think it's Val. She called because because how does Yelena end up at at the location where Hawkeye is? How does that know? I mean, again, I know Yelena's probably really good at her job and Val is too, but Val probably has connections. And I think Eleanor, Eleanor is deep into this. Like she played, she's playing the oblivious one. I really think she's in on this. Like, I really think she knows. I think, cause like, how does Hawkeye know? Like, like, or not how, how does Eleanor know that? Oh yeah. Hawkeye just showed up at the house. Because she did, and that's why she immediately phone called somebody. I think it's Val, and that's why. And then I think that's what led Val to send Yelena to the, the location because Yelena is now involved in this. So again, I think Eleanor. Eleanor is not. There's there's a lot of secrets that she's not letting. She's not telling, even though she's having the bullshit. Oh, we need to tell everybody everything. Like in that creepy little situation with the mom, like the mom and the stepdad, and about the dancing and stuff. That was. We need less of the parents and we need more of the the Hawkeye and Kate Bishop, like whatever they're going to do. But Eleanor knows something. And I, I, I think because like the fact that she told like she said to told Hawkeye, Black Widow is dead because of you. How did she know that? Because somebody told her and she's just trying to play dumb. So Eleanor's Eleanor is not so innocent. Like she's deep into this. Either she knows Fisk. I'm leaning towards she knows Val. And and that, that's how Yelena shows up again. And then, um, yeah, again, I don't know what the thing of this episode it was. It was fine. I mean, I watched it. I liked it better than episode two. Um, it, and then I like because it's quick. It's like quicker than Thanos' snap. I mean, that's like that. But the big episode I'm looking forward to is this next one because the director's teasing that this is the fifth episode is going to blow up Twitter. Which means I think we're getting a big reveal in the next episode. Well, it's, it's also because we're getting leaning into Spider Man, which comes out next week anyway. But I, I, I think it's going to be Fisk. I think we're going to see Fisk, Fisk's face because obviously the director say, and then more Yelena because Yelena's big involved in this. But Twitter's going to blow up, and I think it's going to be Fisk or Daredevil or one of them too. Because, and I think the uh, Hawkeye's wife too. She's, I think she's uh I think she's going to be his, 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 of course, it's Hawkeye's, like, wife, but I think she's kind of a, like, I think, I forgot the, like, the link I sent, I think the, the name, but she's, the, she's, she's the, like, the, 
Yeah, she's like Oracle. She's she's probably gonna be like, I mean, similar to me in my mind, like Oracle. Like she will be the one to help Hawkeye and probably Kate. Mockingbird. That's what it was. Mockingbird. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, um, she's something because she is not just a wife. She seems like she's a spy. Yeah, she knows a lot of stuff. And I, I like the actress that plays the wife. Oh, yeah. I think she's great. I think she's perfect for that because she's the one that's helping them. Like all the information that Hawkeye is able to get. Oh, Jack. Is, uh, yeah. And he's like, I like the moment in the in the, the taxi when Hawkeye like admitted, you're right. You're onto something, kid. You got good instincts about Jack being full of crap. Um, well, I like I like the wife back when, which was it? Captain was it Captain America the one where they were on the run and they had to go to her house the house. Oh, I think that's, that was Age of Ultron that was the one where uh, yeah Age of Ultron where, that puts the the, uh, the the force in the relationship between Hulk and Black Widow that was that movie yeah but I liked it I liked her there she seemed yeah. like she was the level one everybody is freaking out Captain America mad. I mean, stuff is going on, and she's kind of like, "You want pancakes? Like, don't be messing up my house." <laughs> he's busy cr- killing Groot because he's ripping the uh, he's ripping the tree bark. When Captain America yeah. is like, he's cutting wood. He's killing Groot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I you know, I want to see more of her because I like the chemistry between her and Hawkeye, the wife. Mm-hmm. I actually do like their chemistry. They seem like they bounce. I like off the family dynamic with that. Mm-hmm. I said I like the family dynamic with that. Me like too. I like the family dynamic. I, I'm, you know, I'm with Vernon. I really wish they had just gotten Hawkeye and Black Widow together. With the first Avengers, I really thought they were together. It seemed like they had a scene where they were about to get together, and then it just pulled apart and all it is. Because but now yeah, then I you know, in Age of Ultron, he has a family all of a sudden. Yeah, right. exactly. And now all of a sudden he has a family, but in the first Avengers, I like the chemistry between him and Black Widow, and I wish they had just kept going with it because that thing with Bruce Banner, that was that was just DOA. I was like, I ain't it. I'm not even going to entertain this. this, this hey, big guy. Sun's this. getting kind of low. <laughs> I, I I just loved in Deadpool too when when Deadpool's <laughs> doing that to Juggernaut. He, he's on top oh, of Juggernaut yeah. and he's like he's like, hey big guy, sun's getting kind of low. And then Juggernaut just chucks Deadpool. Like there's there's so much like jokes he did about the Avengers. Yeah, about he that. did. And, but then again, Josh Ween did right. to himself. Like yeah. Josh Ween needed like Josh Ween just need to get off the face of the earth after that second Avengers. And then then he decided to screw up the Justice League. Well. He did. He right. did see problem um, let's see here. Then I, I want to. <laughs> sorry. No, go ahead. You got it. No, you're good, John. Okay. So then we have another thing that happens where Clint discovers the Danny Quince is the CEO of Soul Limited, a shell corporation that launders money for the uh, truck suit mafia. And while Bishop deduces that Barton was Ronin. Uh, I like now. This is the scene that I like that I thought has some redeeming qualities about it. Is the confrontation with uh Clint and Kazi, to be honest with you. I like that because remember, Kazi was trying to explain to Echo, which is Maya, look, 
you need to stop acting on your own intentions and everything because of the fact I get the fact that you want revenge on Ronan, but at the same time, you're also endangering our crew. And if you don't, you're going to get yourself killed and our crew killed. And your dad had his best intentions for us. And this one, you see Clint in the back seat of the car. And he has Kazi's gun. And Kazi's looking for it. Then he starts looking for the knife. He took Kazi's knife. So I like that. And then he explains to him, look, you've got to do something about Maya. Because Maya's going to wind up getting your crew killed. And I know you have a history with Maya. But she needs to check herself and everything before she endangers somebody else. And also, too, with your ranking, you could wind up losing your ranking. And then I liked how Kazi says this. He goes, why do you care so much about my ranking? He goes, I don't care about your ranking. I could give two shits about your ranking, pretty much. All I care about is the fact that she's going to get people killed. Innocent people killed, also people of your crew killed. And everything too. For what? Vengeance on Ronin. You need to let her let that die. Otherwise she's going to wind up getting people killed. And to me, I thought that was a good heart-to-heart moment with Kazi. Plank goes on ahead, throws the gun out of, out, and tears that part. And to me, that was the redeeming quality of it. I really liked that. The apartment in the safe house, with, as a matter of fact, that's why I even skipped it because I didn't even like the whole entire thing where they're having a Christmas marathon and even Clint was like, I want to have this with my kids. I don't want to have this with you, basically. <laughs> and also, too, teaching her how to turn the TV off with the coin or whatever. I'm like, okay, I don't care about this. Yeah. So that's why I skipped right on to this. But, you know. All right, I'll, I'll but, easily defend that part, but go on. <laughs> but the Kazi part, to me, was redeeming of well, this I episode. Like- I like my favorite part was, and I can't remember if it was three or four, but the one where Kate actually has to write down what her, his son is saying. Yeah, that was a good episode. So that he could, because he couldn't hear. Yeah. To me, I felt like that was the best scene, better than that. She go over there and they Netflix and chill. I mean, that to me felt like, okay, she really cares about this man. And she really wants to try to make sure he makes it home to his kids. Not so much the, uh, yeah, let's 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 go over here and bounce quarters off TVs and stuff. You know what this could be? And it's not. Uh, but if Disney wanted to create a darker feel, this could be Logan. Right? Like, you know how Logan mm-hmm. ended up taking care of Professor Xavier but, oh yeah, you know, but it ultimately ends with Logan dying, right? And mm-hmm. then like the next generation proceeds. Mm-hmm. So obviously, this is not the, the direction where they're going in. But you almost because it's like they keep trying to humanize Hawkeye, right? Like now you're starting to see, okay, so now he he's hearing impaired. You see the destruction of the hearing aid. Mm-hmm. You see him taking it out at night, having these flashbacks, right? Losing Black Widow. Like you're starting to see kind of like. The, the the PTSD that he's really suffering from. And you're almost thinking to myself, like, they're going to write him off. You know, like, they're going to, somehow his character is going to get eliminated. And this is just a, a buildup toward that. That would be a predictable, but yet better to me pathway. Mm-hmm. Because eventually, you know what I'm saying? Like, eventually we know, like, you're going to shift. And that's why you're bringing all this in. 
how do you shift without losing Hawkeye, right? It's like they don't want to destroy the team. You've already lost RDJ, you know, Captain America, mm-hmm. a theory, right? No, no, no. He's he's kind of displaced, right? He's up in space with all the theories. He's not dead. He's alive. Yeah, Thor became a men in black. You know, like it was just a lot of just weird transitions. So now you're like, okay, we have this character. We know he's not, there's nothing spectacular about him, Mm -mm. right? He's a good guy that has a great heart and he's a soldier's hero, right? And, you know, how do we make this play out over the big screen? Well, we have to create this kind of tension between his character and his sidekick at all times, right? My 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 hope for the next episode, and I, and I do agree with you. I like the dialogue. I like the introduction of the uh, other one. I also like uh, is it is it Helen? Who is uh, uh Romanoff's sister? Yelena. Oh, Yelena. Yeah, Yelena. Oh yeah, Yelena. I was yeah. happy to see yeah. her. I'm like, thank God. Yeah, my bad. I said Helen. I don't know why, but Yelena. <laughs> Yelena. I think that was the best part. Yeah, that that, un, that unboxing of Yelena because mm-hmm. the reality is Yelena is what Katie's character should be, and I know that yeah. sounds weird, but it's like Yelena is mastered a mastery of martial arts, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, totally just, uh, you know, uh, fighter, you know, I mean, just you know, you can get behind this character, it's like already has all the things that a superhero would technically have to have, I guess, you know, without a bow. Right. So, uh, you know, that reveal to me saved episode four. It did. It, I agree. It saved episode four to me because I was just kind of getting a little bored with it. And then when the fighting happened and he didn't know who he was fighting because Maya was fighting Kate. And I was like, who is this person? And when Yelena was revealed, I'm like, thank God. We finally got a boost up in here because <laughs> I love Yelena and Black Widow. She, her chemistry with Scarlett O'Hara, Scarlett O'Hara, I'm sorry, Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> ah, to what's going with the wing, I know. We're just making up names at this point. <laughs> I know, that's what we Let's call out Ellen, we, we got out- <laughs> We call out call out Daddy. Yeah, we call out Dad Ben O'Hara because he got so many things he he got the he but. so so many, but yeah, but I mean I loved her in Black Widow. So when she showed up, I was like, okay, now we're getting it's getting really interesting because finally Katie's getting ready to see, like, no, this this isn't a game. This isn't a you know, I'm a state champion in archery mess. This is like superhero stuff is about to get real, real now that she showed up. I don't think Kate thinks right. it's a game because she's trying um, to find out about it. Oh, go ahead, John. No, 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 no. Go on ahead. Okay. I know that you want okay, to make um, some counterpoints and everything, too. Okay. I don't think I don't think Kate thinks this is a game because she's, she's investigating her stepfather because I think she's known all along that He's correct because she's she witnessed the black auction, and so I don't think she thinks this is a game. I think she thinks it's pretty seriously. Like she's like she's trying to find out, like she's trying to help her mom, which I don't know why you would help her, but she's trying to help her like not make this mistake 
which then again, I think she's realizing that her, her, her mom and stepdad are, they're bad. I think they're, they're secretly evil people. And I, I think like, and then, um, but I also like that the, the, uh, Kurt, uh, Clint's wife, she knew about the big guy. So obviously Hawkeye's had some encounters with Fisk before. So obviously the fact, oh. all the information she, and then the idea is like, they found out that the Avengers tower was stuff was stolen from it. So again, I'm interested in that aspect too. And then I, I like mm. the little, like this, 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 this situation at the house, because where, what would you rather see? Would you rather see more of the parents creepily dancing or more of the, the festive? I thought it was, I thought it was a, again, a humanized Clint. It shows that he's just like, he, he cares for Kate and Kate really cares for him because it's because like because she got him involved she feels guilty because she, she caught she made him not <laughs> made him not go back home with his family so it's kind of like she's you like know, you know Charlie what I would have liked to see I would have liked for Clint to be back home with his family while she run around New York trying to get clues he on the phone telling her what to do what to do and then say I'll be back in 48 hours because I got to be with my kids but I'll be back. So I want something like that because him just sitting there with slushies on his arm. I'm just like, yeah. I mean, and they my be- favorite slushies too. And I'm like, what a freaking way. It's, it's you know, that's it's- what I would like to see. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't think she doesn't take it serious. It's just, she's young and this mm-hmm. is, she doesn't listen to Clint when she needs to listen to him. Mm-hmm. Because for all the good guy that Clint is, Clint is a assassin. Mm-hmm. He is Ronan. He's an assassin. Of course, he don't have run-ins with Fisk because he don't about yeah. kill the whole underworld. So, you know, he ain't nothing to play with. And when he says, okay, we need to do this, she want to go, we need to go right. She want to go left. Mm-hmm. But she don't have no experience to know. Now, when he tell you don't go left, don't go left, he know what he's mm-hmm. talking about. This this could be where we go ahead and where essentially Kate takes over, but they don't kill off Hawkeye. So it's, it's him and the wife are the ones that are going to be like probably telling her how to do this, or it, they become her handlers in a sense because they were doing spy stuff. I'd um, rather see that than than what I saw. I think I think it's going to pick up. I mean, obviously the fifth episode is going to be a big one. Obviously, if the director wouldn't be saying. Hey, this is gonna blow up Twitter, which and again it's leading the hype. But I, I, I really believe the next episode is gonna be a huge one because we got Yelena is involved with this now. We have the widows, and I think we're gonna get the Fisk reveal. I think well, I think because um because they keep mentioning him, the big guy. Mm-hmm. I had run into with the big guy, big guy, big guy, big guy, and we've seen him. We didn't see his face, but we saw a, a small glimpse of him in the third episode. You mm-hmm. see his body. Like you see his legs, you saw his arms. They cut off his, like they. You don't see his face, but you heard him laughing. Oh. It's Fisk because that was the whole backstory of Maya because he's practically her uncle in a sense. So they're building right. up. They keep mentioning oh. him and him and him. So it's the next episode. Fisk is showing up, right? Which I hope so. Now him and Daredevil and the Punisher can they all just roll up in the. I think they're saving Daredevil for Spider-Man. Here's a thing that I want to mention, though, too, real quick, too. 
with this as well because John Bernthal also said this. He's not going to play the Punisher unless it's going to be that dark and gruesome Punisher that we knew from the Netflix series. He said if they're going to change the tone of the Punisher, he doesn't want to be involved in it. Um, I do have a theory about Kingpin. I mentioned it on episode 3's review, but I'll get into that in a few minutes and everything. This will be like towards the end of it, of the episode on what I think that the version of Kingpin that we're going to get. Because I don't think we're going to get the version of the Netflix version. And I'll explain that in a minute oh, as well. That's just me speculating. Um, <laughs> but this is just now, this is what I want to talk about real quick. Now, I didn't care for the LARPers. I didn't want the LARPers to be back in here again. And then I don't <laughs> want them to be wearing that stupid, god awful purple suit. Uh, I think that would actually be stupid. I'm glad that they only teased it at the very first episode when she's drawing him a costume, and that was enough. Just a tip of the hat, and then we move on. You don't need to have the Harpers hurt John. Huh? I said, where did the Harpers hurt? Like, where did the Warpers hurt you? It's called the episode on episode two. Oh, well, no. I thought you had a run in with LARPers and you like, oh, no, I have no, hey, I just want to let everybody know I don't have a problem with LARPers or anything like that. Just giving everybody who are LARPers who are fans of the show that I love all LARPers. It just happens to be on this show. It's cringe, cringe worthy. But, yeah. anyways, um, I'm sorry, y'all. I ain't in it. But I'd now, rather let go me shopping. Now, the Rolex watch that Clint winds up wanting uh, Kate to go into Maya's house to look for this. Now, this didn't work for me because we don't know who that Rolex belongs to. We don't know why Clint wants that Rolex or anything like that. I'm believing it might have been Tony's uh, and he got it off the black market thing. That's just me speculating. Then mm-hmm. there's also my uh, Kate going into the house and there's a silent alarm and she's talking back and forth to Clint. And everything. Also, too, she winds up telling this old man, oh, there's an Avenger in my ear. She doesn't use the grappling thing or anything like that to grapple herself up to the where the room is and everything. And that's just so Kate. That part worked for me in a way. And then the little bit of humor, that was okay, too. I laughed and chuckled whenever she said that she has an Avenger in her ear and the old man just looks at her like he's she's crazy. But then you get into the apartment part. And she see then she uses that same gummy type of thing to shoot down the alarms. Mm-hmm. Clint goes, "What did you see?" He goes, "Oh, I see fla- uh, something flashing." And you would think that Clint was, "Oh, those are silent alarms. You need to get your ass out of there." Instead, she just goes in there still. She doesn't know what she's looking for until Clint says, "I'm looking for the watch." Then all of a sudden, you have a killer list out of the blue of. Basically, how old the kids are. It's like a death Christmas list to Clint, basically, of how old the kids are, how old the parents are, just on a notepad out in the open for people to see. If I was a villain, would I want someone to see that I have a kill list? No. That part did not work for me. And then Maya comes in, and I liked when Maya came in and we got some of that action and stuff like that. And then, of course, the reveal of, you know, uh, Yelena comes in and I love that scene because of the fact when she's on the rooftop she's kicking some uh, uh, kicking Clint's ass and he's thinking it's Maya he goes well hold up you're fighting Maya then who am I fighting then all of a sudden the reveal comes and I wouldn't here's another thing I wouldn't mind if they did this though with this scene 
in particular is have that at the safe house and they're fighting in the safe house. Therefore, you have this whole entire thing where they're fighting and being teamed up in a better situation versus, oh, I mean, there's actually a side quest to go find a watch. <laughs> it's like playing GTA. You're playing the main story, but hold up. What we're going to do is we're going to go on the side mission to look for a watch. And it slows down the show just a little bit until my, uh, Maya and them, them come into the picture. That's just well, my perspective of it. It feels like it's just a collection of side quests anyway. I mean, we side quest in the Larkin. We side quest into the tracksuit people. We sidetracked into Play-Doh arrows. And we kind of sidetracked into now finding his watch. And I can see why her kill list is out, you know, because um, it's her apartment. So she doesn't think anybody's going to break in there. So she has her kill list. I mean, you know, during my divorce, I had lists too. <laughs> and I had them out. <laughs> but I'm going to them out. <laughs> I put those in the trash, but I I totally understand that. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> it's like I don't know if I should be on here now. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Conversation with Lola. You're good though. Um, when 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 Katie, when when Katie gets to the apartment, it's like um, obviously we knew you know anybody that likes action movies we, we knew what was going to happen right there was going to be a bomb or a, a mysterious you know villain so we were expecting that right we were expecting that and it's like they tried to slow it down as much as possible and it was weird because you saw the blinking lights and always like, oh it's, it's a you know blinking lights is probably recording your action most you know motion sensory or anything and she takes the magical arrow uh, shoots the Nickelodeon blob and, you know, thinks all is well. So it kind of throws you off because it's like, okay. And then the list is discovered. And with the list, you know, you're reciting all this information back. And it's like, okay, so here's the point. Watch it real slow. It's like there's a delay, you know, almost in it. And you can you can see it like in real time. And then the next thing you know, a punch is thrown and, you know, she's she's flat. She's flat, right? Like she's tripped, uh, you know, not knocked out, but knocked down. And you get a sense of maybe it wasn't it wasn't the shooting. It's the editing. Like there's a there's a real it's a real hard follow in this like minute and a half. Right. Like it's supposed to like creep in slow and then bam. And then now we get all this, you know, reveals and amazing action sequences, and we just didn't get it. And that's that's the reality. Is my problem? I I I really want to like Kate's character. I really want to like you know Katie Bishop's character a lot. I really do. But it's Teen Titan, not in a good way though. I mean, like it really is, and it's like. But when you watch Teen Titan on HBO Max, you're like, this is a way better experience. Oh, they went all out. You know, you see Robin and you see Nightwing. You know, so it's like, I, I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm to me, I'm disappointed because I keep giving you the chance to show that it's Marvel worthy. 
you know, and as a DC fan, as somebody who's watched many films flop, this <laughs> has a lot of that DC stench, right? Like it's it's just no matter how you see it, even when you get a good point, you get a good dialogue, you get Hawkeye with some good acting, right? Like that was a good scene. The next thing that follows totally just flattens it out. Uh, and I'm just not convinced, even with the next episode, that it's going to be so just alarmed. The only way it could possibly break Twitter, the only way that it could possibly create this buzz is that you would have to enter Spider-Man. You know what I'm saying? You would have to, or you would have to mm-hmm. enter Thor. You have yeah. to go back to a tier one person mm-hmm. and say tier one hero rescue, you know, everybody. So bring back RJD. Right. Bring back, <laughs> you know, and, and for me, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just not, I'm just not convinced. You know, and it was odd. It was like when I was looking at it, I was thinking, can they unshackle this man? Maybe I need to see Mayo Watertown. I really want to see Jerry Renner be just a bitch, you know, and all of this kind of, you know, I'm Ronan, but I'm not, and I put slushies on myself, and I'm trying to, sometimes I'm like, just unshackle him. No, the the thing with the slushies is like, because, if they're like where he's in a location that probably you couldn't like buy, go. Oh, I'm gonna go to the drugstore and buy ice because I'm trying not to be seen because everybody knows who I am. Like that's the thing he was putting the. He was trying to heal up his wounds again because he's he's done this a long time. So I think he's he's trying to improvise. I, I no. know I understand no. that you know um, that that's what he's trying yeah. to do. But he, this man is an assassin. When he came back. He killed everything and everybody rolling. And I'm sorry, but he's he's not warm and fuzzy. I don't even think the actor himself is warm and fuzzy. And that's why it's kind of coming off a little flat to me. Mm-hmm. And that and I'm like, just just unleash Hawkeye. I mean, yeah, he got a family, but he a badass. And all of this kind of tripping around tracksuit people. I understand this in the comics, but you know, it really made me think. I do need to see Mayor Watertown because I just want to see him rip. I mean, I want to see him just be a bitch. I, I, got, a, I got a question, uh, Charlie. So for for uh, the re-entry of the cosplay characters, why? Right, like, like I I didn't understand. You know, I understand. Look, cosplay <laughs> is is amazing, and I get it, but I don't understand. It was like revisiting a joke that because it was funny the first time you tried to say it again and it yeah. didn't land, right? So now you bring back in the cosplay, you know, yeah. walk in the park, we're going to rescue the arrows. Mm-hmm. Was that necessary? I don't think it was. Again, I'm like, there's not much, I, like, there's stuff I liked from this episode. I think that as a whole, I liked it better than the second episode. But, I mean, the show, like, I don't know what to think, like, because I think we've had well, I, I was surprised by WandaVision. That, that started out quirky and then it got better. I mean, I enjoyed Falcon Winter Soldier. Didn't like how it ended. Like that. Loki, I liked the first two episodes and the show just went flat. Like it went flat like an on EKG meter. Like, uh, like it had Aww. moments, but I just, I don't know. I just. <laughs> you just like, 
I mean, I liked Owen Wilson, but it just I didn't like the I didn't like the what the girl or whatever like or Lady Loki. I just thought she was full of herself. Like she's like it was all about her, and then and then like that again. I don't know. Is this the 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 shows have been very hit and miss, more misses than hits this this mm-hmm. year. Like I mean, Falcon Winter Soldier was great, mm-hmm. but I mean, I mean, I, 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 I mean, that's not like I mean, I think they're trying not to go dark with this a little bit. I think I think we're gonna get darker soon. I, I, I mean, you can show violence. Like, you showed Rent-A-Cop, Captain America, behead a guy know, with right? field, And that was full yeah. on blood. Like, again, oh, different shows and stuff. But still, it's just, I don't know. But um, but the thing is, I think we're underestimating the watch. I think there's a lot more significance with it because it was stolen from Avengers Tower. So there's, a, like, there's there might be more stuff because that's what... Uh, 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 Clint's wife was telling him this, like, I think this, like, uh, did anything, did everything get sold from, like, like I think they said it might, uh, Avengers Tower might have gotten sold, but I think it might have been stolen. So there's something with that watch. Like, there could be, like, de- like, 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 spy stuff in that watch, or the, there, there could be a lot from that watch we don't know. So it, it, it may not, it might seem like a side quest. I don't think it does. I think there's, uh, there's obviously something important with that watch. That Maya had it, Fisk had it in a sense, or or Jack or like or Jack or Wario had. So I think there's a lot more significant. Well, I think it's some start tech probably in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, and, so I think yeah it's important. I, you know, I'm not saying they shouldn't have found it. It just felt like a side quest. You know, like yeah, Vernon said, yeah. it was. Something about her being in that apartment. It did. It felt like time stopped. Or, it just so felt like it was misplaced cut, a little bit. Yeah, it, it looked like it didn't splice right. right, and it was clear they were setting something up, and yeah, it, it just felt weird. That's why it felt like a side quest to me, like, oh, like, oh, okay. You. Just, you know what it is? Before we go on, you know what it is? Perfect hmm. analogy. Remember Jim Carrey playing the Riddler, and you know at the end, oh, yeah. you know, he was slapping his wings like a bat? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was like, yeah. what does this have to do with anything? But it was so it was so dramatic that you just can't get it out your head. And I, I love Jim Carrey personally, but yeah, uh, very underrated comedian. Yeah. But uh, that movie was that movie was not good, and that scene was not good. So you yeah. know, like it, that's what it is. It's it just it doesn't fit. Like I can't even draw the connection. There, there's no. You know, Idris mm-hmm. Elba isn't standing on the other end of the galaxy connecting this. This is just a bad, okay. you know, yeah. bad. Yeah, I think it was just a it's bad. Like who has ADD and directing an episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was something in the editing that wasn't right with but, that. Yes. And I love, I love Jim Carrey, too. I love him. Could be worse. Jack, I, I agree with Vernon. I need that Jim Carrey to flap his, <laughs> flap his arms but, in Hawkeye. To wake me up. But <laughs> there now there's actually another thing I want to mention, and then we'll get into uh my little theory too. Now, when we see her glide across the building with that, it had a home alone kind of feel to it, where you have Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern, they're stuck mm-hmm. on there, and she's trying to move it. I thought Kate, I, I could have sworn I thought that uh they would actually cut the line to make her go down there. Then, of course, that's when we wind up seeing um, seeing uh, 
Scarlett Johansson's sister, which is Natasha's sister, roundhouse somebody, and then all of a sudden she goes gliding back. Yeah, Yelena. And all of a sudden we wind up seeing Kate glide down into the building and they're fighting. She gets knocked off the building. Then she goes back up the elevator. It's like a cat and mouse game. Back and forth. And then finally, they want, finally, all of a sudden, Yelena just goes on head, disappears. And it's like all of a sudden the fight is over with. It's like, you know, Yelena, uh, Yelena's gone. Then we also have Echo. She's gone. And then it's just uh, Clint. And then we have uh, Kate. And now they're bickering back and forth again. Oh, I'm not your partner anymore. I, you know, you're not my partner. You're not my friend. You're not nothing. I'm like, here we go again. Do we really have to keep doing this every single time we have another episode? I'm like, either shit or get off the pot kind of thing. Because I'm tired of hearing, oh, I'm not your partner anymore. That reminds me of going to an 10th grade birthday party. You're not my friend anymore. You're not going to be invited. No. This is so freaking stupid. If you guys are going to be partners, be partners. If you're not, move on with your lives. Go back to your family. Go back and do what you're doing, Kate, which is destroying clock towers because that's what you're good at. I'm <laughs> tired of seeing the big ring back and forth. Uh, Kate can't go back to her normal <laughs> life because, again, she can her, go uncle, back, her uncle killed somebody. Her uncle's, her uncle's corrupt. <laughs> And the mom's just as guilty in this too. Like, like she 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 doesn't have a normal life. She saw her house got destroyed by the Shatari. Come on, which was her like 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 uh, yeah. like she, she saw like her dad died in New York during the Shatari invasion. Yeah. Like, give the kid a break. Like she's trying. Like she's trying to do. Like she's trying to like figure this out. And she needed like. But nobody else it's not so much her. as that. It's just the fact. It's not so much as that, man. It's just the fact that the bickering between Clint and her mm-hmm. is in every single episode. I care yeah. about Kate. I care about the motivation of Kate. But it's like, are either you're going to put these characters together and be a partner, or you're not. That's what I'm it's, getting at. It's not that's, good. That's, that's the frustrating. I, yeah, because I mean, we've seen shows and movies where the people bicker and it's funny because they got chemistry. Whatever the chemistry between Jeremy Renner and Haley Stanfield is not bickering. That whatever they wrote, that's not their chemistry. Those two actors don't mm-hmm. do bickering well. So it doesn't come off on screen well. But what does come off on screen well is when she is really trying to help him and then trying to learn. That comes off well. So I think that's like bad writing because, yeah, I was with you, John. I'm like, what, really? Like, this is stupid. You know, like, oh, I'm not going to be your friend and it's just got real Black Widow here and I'm just like, well, she your assistant. This is the main time to go get her because you ain't going to handle her by yourself. She mad. That girl mad. She going to beat your behind. Bucky and Falcon bickered the whole show during Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, but they have that's kids. That's a buddy cop type of vibe. That's right. Not really. Yeah, they, they have kids. Work together right. And, and no, I won't say that. But Bucky and Bucky and Falcon, that was just a word. It worked. Like it for worked. some time, it just works. Mm-hmm. They were an unlikely pair that really paired well. Like it just it just it just worked on screen. It works. Their chemistry, their dialogue, you know, and the other thing is this is why I think it worked. 
let's be honest, Buckeye pre that uh, release was more known or more liked than Falcon, right? Like, because Falcon is kind of like in, in a, a, you know, case position, right? Like kind of like a junior, you know, kind of like an, the intern level. It was like Captain America's assistant on the team, but not really, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. on the team, but, and then I afterwards just- they became, they became equally as, you know, liked or, or valued on the hero tier system, right? So where this, there's no, because first of all, it's a further, it's further down. It's just not pairing. It's not, Each yeah, system. that's it. That's the gap. So it's, yeah, it is what it is. I think, I think there, I don't, I want to say it was, a, he was an, as Falcon was an intern to Cap. I think the two of them were like, they hit it off really well. Like they, they start, they like, like in the very first one about on your left, that's what kind of started the mm-hmm. friendship. And he was, and he was saying, um, I'm like, it's like, I'll get them ideas to Captain America to what to do and all that stuff. And then, um, yeah, I think they were, they were more of a friendship. And then like, then they became like, it came like partners in a sense. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I think, I think it was more like that. I, again, with this one, I don't know. I mean, like, I think they're trying to become like, like trying to start a chemistry. Then again, I don't know. I mean, this chemistry is just as bad as the chemistry between Rachel McAdams and uh, Ryan Gosling in Notebook. KIA or non-existent <laughs> at all. The two of them, that was more of a toxic relationship that shouldn't even happened. But <laughs> like th- this one, oh, yeah, you hating on the notebook? Are you hating on the notebook, Charlie? Oh right. no, I've been hating on the notebook since I had to watch it. Like that was terrible. But it, that's how you need to watch Hallmark with me. Uh no, I'm good. Yeah, that's why. That's I don't need to is. see anymore. I know the story yeah. of Hallmark. It's it's pretty easy. That's why. One hit girl falls in love with a guy that's gonna break like, up with my her. Job. That's gonna be a first. First off, I know what happens too. You're gonna have a douchebag boyfriend. The girl's that's gonna right. be blonde here. That's right. And then after that happens, you know what else happens? Guess what? She goes into the small town that she hasn't seen anybody in 12 years. That's and then right. after that happens, yeah. the idiotic douchebag ball bag boyfriend will go in and say something stupid to cheat. Yeah. So make the girl cheat on the boyfriend with this other guy who she hasn't seen in 12 years. Yeah. They fall in love after a course of two hours, which is a course yeah. of three days in the movie. And yeah. they live happily ever after. They have some children, and then that's, that's right. the Hallmark movie. And then I'm on to the next one. That's, that's right. True. That that's better writing than Hawkeye. Thank you, right? <laughs> they need to go get that. That's what I'm talking about, man. <laughs> At least the plot understandable. Right, we get the plot. But right. all, all, all of our movies end. We're just waiting. Like, yeah, right, exactly. I'm just waiting. Small town trip, right. exactly. You know? Yeah, I'm like, what flavor the actor gonna give me? He gonna give me a little spice, he gonna give me a little sass, he gonna give me a little shy. What he gonna give me? Right, exactly. You know what you're getting. You're getting you know what you're getting (laughs) getting your money's worth. But okay, so is there anything else that you wanted to add, Charlie, or anything like that? No, I think I mentioned I like I, I I believe the mom's truly in on this i really think she's let she's not letting on more than she can tell like because of that phone call i think she's working with val and because that's how yelena showed up i really think the mom again i knew the mom was bad just just right from the casting choice because she always plays 
horrible moms. Um, so I think that, and I think the watch is, there's a lot of significance with the watch. And I think mm-hmm. the next episode, mm-hmm. I won't be able to react to that. Cause I'm probably going to be like, I'll be out and maybe I seen Spider-Man. So I won't be able to react to the fifth episode, but hearing the director say that it's going to blow up Twitter. You won't be saying that normally. Like, obviously there's going to be a big reveal. It's probably going to be Fisk. I don't see, I don't see it being dead, uh, daredevil because I think they're saving that for Spider-Man. But um, I, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be the Fisk reveal. And then we're going to see more Yelena. And I think by the end of the show, I think Yelena is not going to kill Hawkeye. I think Hulk, Clint will be able to tell Yelena what really happened and how his, her, like his, uh, her sister sacrificed herself in order to save the world. So, yeah. Okay. Well, Charlie, so, I agree with let's you. Let's go to I my mean, theory. I'll go ahead. No, 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 go on ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I agree with you, Charlie. I think that at the end of all this, he's going to tell Yelena what really happened with Black Widow. And mm-hmm. that watch does have a lot of significance. My only hope, and it's just my hope, is that those um, Marvel heroes from Netflix come up in here. I really, I mean, just to add some juice, some spice. I mean, you're in New York City and it's a little too nice. I mean, it needs to get a little grimy for me. What turned into the DC universe? Bring back Luke Cage. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying Luke Cage doing City Confidential. We need to get him back being Luke Cage, man. Bring back Luke Cage, bring back Punisher, bring back Jesse, what's her name? Jessica, Jessica Jones. Bring back the whole crew up in here and really give Kate a real education on what she's going to have to do in New York City. Not all this tracksuits, toys, stores, this mess. Right. Uh, so just going off of my theory about this. Now, I said this in episode three, but I want to get your thoughts on it. Charlie already knows where I'm going with it. But the blimp, right? What I'm thinking is this is not going to be the same version that we saw of Fisk and everything in Netflix. I'm thinking that we're going to have an MCU version of Fisk where during the blimp, he winds up rising to power. He's the kingpin. I believe we're actually going to get a kingpin that's already been face-to-face with Daredevil already, who already has a history. Because don't forget, we only seen a small glimpse of stuff that happened with Endgame and stuff like that. So we don't know what were the events that happened during that time and everything, too. So what I'm thinking is, during this time, Fisk has plenty of time to rise to power because there's no one to stop him. There's no other villains there. He has plenty of time to organize an underground uh Black market, for example, he has enough time to formulate other organizations within the underground world where he is the kingpin. So I'm thinking we're going to get a seasoned uh, kingpin that we that's already been in this MCU world, that's already been face to face with Daredevil. He knows who Daredevil is, and also too, I think he has a rise to power. That's just my thought that's just my speculation on it and if they do it that way i'm totally fine with it also too mm-hmm. uh charlie didn't see this in episode three but i did whenever the violence and everything where we wind up seeing uh clint stab somebody and the blade goes through someone 
We've seen that in episode three. There's no blood splatter. So therefore, you can actually have the violence without the blood splatter. Also, too, remember on Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Charlie mentioned this with the shield and everything, too. <laughs> more movie, so you can still have yeah. the context and everything, too. So that's just my thoughts on it. I could be wrong. I'm, it's not going to be the first time I'm wrong about anything in my whole entire adult life. But, you know, <laughs> I, that's just my philosophy on it. And then, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that is Vincent Finastrio, of course. You know, he was destined. He, is, he was born to play that role. So that's just my, th- my two cents on it. What do you guys think? Would you guys like to see that? Vernon. My bad, I couldn't get my thing on mute. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think uh I think that 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 um prediction of um Kingpin I, it fits. If that's the path that you know the episode goes down, I think that's more than appropriate. Um it should probably happen that way. Um will it? It's debatable because you know, nobody knows Marvel is a Marvel is kind of hard to figure out sometimes, but um, I, I really think the, you know, okay, perfect example. Uh, James Cameron said something five years ago and people took it like, oh, he's, he's hating on, you know, Marvel and Disney and Kevin Feige and just everybody that he said, I like superhero movies, but there's more stories than that. Right. And I think what's happening is writer's block. Like, you know, you're trying to create something and because it was so successful in the past and because you have enough, you know, like with the comic books and everything, you can kind of feed into it. You keep throwing this out there. But I think every good thing has a an ending point at some time, right? And... I personally think, and this is all, because remember I was on your show last time I said, I think Spider-Man might be a flop. You know, and Charlie was like, and Charlie put up, he's like, I just, we should just readjust our expectations. If Spider-Man doesn't hit, right? Like if it doesn't, if it doesn't give you that Captain America, the first Captain America, if it doesn't hit, after all this, you kind of have to say, Maybe it's time to move on, right? Like it's just I, I've been saying it like maybe, maybe just for this, and 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 this is my my personal feel because everything is contingent. And granted, I know the new phase is about to roll out. I'm super excited about you know the new phase of Marvel. I'm super excited about what they're doing. I'm really excited about what they're gonna release. I'm gonna go see Spider Man, um, but it has to hit. You can't, yeah, you can't keep throwing it out there because you'll do. You'll do what DC did. I mean, you're better. There's no doubt about it. You're a thousand times better. But DC, you know, real human being movies are pretty, pretty bad. And yeah. this new Batman might be pretty bad too. So, you know. <laughs> I've been yeah. saying that from the get go. It looks terrible. <laughs> then that's me. And then everybody's getting up and he's like, no, you just don't understand. And it's like, but I think that and it was the interesting thing like Christian Harloff. And I sent John the link too. It was, Comparing the two movies that are coming out, you got the Matrix. I actually listened to it too. Yeah, 
You got mm-hmm. the Matrix, and they're talking about that in Spider Man. They said Spider Man, it's Spider Man's got to be perfect. It's got to nail everything. And they and then he's even like Christian Mario wasn't even what I've said. This movie's the most hyped movie I've ever heard. It's so hyped. It's like like everybody's expectations for this is like right where my ceiling fan is. It's gonna cut your hand <laughs> off. So it's got to nail everything. And if and then the movie is almost two and a half hours. So there's gonna be a lot involved. Yeah, it's it's, it's a long one. It's got to hit everything. And then you have a movie like, and it's going to do, it's not going to, in terms of flop, it's going to do well box office wise, quality wise. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't hit, like if you, if you get like Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in it for like a second, instant, like attacking, it's going to be, it's going to be bad. And, and, and that's what, that's what, that's what might hurt it. And that's the thing. And like, and then they have a movie, like, like I said, personally, I'm more hyped for the new Matrix movie than I am the new yeah. Spider-Man. I really I'm just, am. Like yeah. I, I'm, I'm like, like, and I'm, it's, it's kind of like going under the radar. Nobody's expecting it because every, because the, the third movie wasn't was a downer. And I'll admit, I'm a huge Matrix fan. That third movie was a downer. Yeah, that was horrible. But it's sneaking under the radar, mm-hmm. and I think it's going to do really well. Like this, the clips I've mm-hmm. watched, like they, they had. I mean, this when you got Neo and Trinity back in this movie, right? Um, and then the they fact got that me then I was like, okay. And then the second trailer that was just released for it, I'm like, mm-hmm. what? Like, yeah, I, I'm in. I'm all in. But yeah. again, Spider-Man's got it. That's the problem with the Spider-Man. When you have a so, movie where you have so much hype, if it doesn't nail everything, like mm-hmm. dots the I's and crosses the T's, the expectation is it's going to be the rewatchability. Like, are you willing to go back to the theaters to see Spider-Man once you see everything? And mm-hmm. that's the problem. If you have something that's in it and it works... That's how you get people back. I, I mean, I don't know. Spider-Man's so hyped. I wouldn't be surprised if it does, it gets good. It gets decent reviews. I think it gets better reviews than the Eternals. Oof. But how far it goes from Oof. up from there, I don't know. Like again, I don't know. I mean, in fact, the Sun She was under my radar. Like I was not expecting it to be that good, and that was great. Yeah, it was this one Spider-Man? I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I just. I have a gut feeling that this one's not going to exceed anybody's expectations and everybody's going to come out really disappointed with it. And that's going to be a problem. And that, and that'll be a big MCU problem. Well, and I, and for me, that's why I like the Marvel on Netflix people. And I really feel like they need to integrate them on the TV level because you got all this hype on the Spider-Man level and the new phase and all that down here on this TV level. If Disney's going to play in this land, especially in New York City, you got to bring that grit in there. And those were interesting stories. They were different. They were wild. Some of it was like, I can't even believe that. But, you know, they were interesting. And Hawkeye, the problem is Hawkeye alone isn't interesting. Kate Bishop alone, she's not interesting. And so you always got to have something to, you know, you got to bring in fizz. You got to bring in something to stir them up because together they just don't have chemistry. And, you know, if they want to just kind of settle this TV show part, they need to bring the Netflix characters in and they're going to have to get a little bit gritty about it, especially with all this hype up here about Spider-Man. If you can nail these TV shows down, you can give yourself time to 
if you got to fix it, fix it. You can give yourself time if you can get the TV shows right. Right. All right. So with that being said, I think that's going to be it for the show and everything. I do appreciate Vernon taking the time out of his night to talk about this episode, man. I know it was a little disappointing, but we got through it. Uh, <laughs> but where can everybody follow you at if they want to go ahead and follow you and all that other good stuff? Cool, man. I appreciate it. First of all, I'm on the best movie, TV, film, uh, media review show, YouTube channel, podcast there is at Movie Lovers, TV Lovers Unite. Y'all follow John's channel. He's doing an amazing thing. He's super excited to be back with John and Charlie. Just amazing host today. It's just always great being with you. Connect with your boy at CVMK33 on Instagram and the business page at CVMK underscore global. The website is out. Buy your pre-workout, your vegan protein, your branched-chain amino acid, your man hormonal support. Women, I got your hormonal support. I got glow up out there. CVMKglobal.store. That is CVMKglobal.store. We're all amazing products for fitness, your supplements, your apparel are sold. I appreciate this. Thanks, man. All right. So thank you, Ladasha. I do appreciate you as well for being mm -hmm. on the show as well. Thank yeah. you. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show, speaking out, talking about stuff. Um, we're going to have to get together and do a Yellowstone review soon. Yes, we do. Yes. We do. <laughs> and, and we want to see mayors with that being said, guys, Yes, because I, I need to actually now. binge it. I haven't gotten a chance to check it out because there's just so much stuff that I want to get through first. But, yeah. you know, yeah. But anyways, with that being said, guys, go on ahead and don't forget to like. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to hit that little button on the bottom right-hand corner to allow you guys to know that we have some new content coming out and stuff like that. You can smash that bell on the right-hand corner. That would be great. Also, too, if you guys want to, go on ahead and follow me underneath Movie Lovers TV Lovers Tonight on Facebook. Underneath the same brand name, of course, on Instagram and on Pinterest as well. If you want to donate to the page, you guys don't have to. Just go on ahead, go on ahead and go to GoFundMe.com forward slash movie lovers podcast that's how you can donate five to ten dollars over here like i said smash that like button smash that share button goes a long way over here at movie lovers unite also too go on ahead and follow me underneath movie lovers unit on twitter and then of course movie lover unit zero on tiktok as well and then of course if you're a sponsor would like to be on the show just go on ahead and reach out to me at movie lovers unite at gmail.com also too rate us on good pods it's like social media for for us as content creators and stuff like that. If you love listening to podcasts or if you're a podcaster yourself, go ahead, rate us on good pods. Give us a five-star review if you choose to do so. And of course, always until next time, guys, it's been real. It's been fun. I can't wait to do this again. Yeah. Bye-bye.